We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Saints Hour, Mike Hoss. Now we are joined with Kai Harley, the Vice President of Football Administration, 15 years with the Saints, 22 years in the league He's, they call him the cap guru, but as Mickey just said earlier, I mean, it's a, a whole lot more strategy, planning, management, salary cap, roster management. And, and what at least I have learned, uh, Kai, just as the, in the play-by-play job, that there's so much more during the season with your job. And maybe that's because of all the injuries and, and the craziness. But we think of the salary cap after the season and trying to get under it you know, before the start of the season. But when you look at the Saints – and what you have to kind of go through with the injuries and each and every week, it's 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 never ending, right? I mean, it's it's as much seasonal as it is off season. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with you that you know your your workflow changes during different parts of the season, and what you're most busy with changes, uh, you know, based on the month of the year uh, and, and where the calendar stands. But you're always going to be busy with something. Um, and there's always a connection or a cost to the things that you do. So you're always keeping an eye out for the present and the future simultaneously. Can you talk about what is the impact of, of injuries? Uh, because let's, if, the, if that player doesn't go on IR, uh, they're still on the active, they're still getting paid, but you got to bring somebody up from the practice squad. And, and then if you, when you do that and, may, and activate them to the 53 on, on Sunday or Saturday, really, uh, I mean, it's, that's, that, that's the, the moving of the money and who gets, you know, that, that's where it gets really tight, right? Yeah, I mean, from purely from a, a salary cap perspective, not from a you know, uh, player management, uh, roster management perspective, but from a salary cap perspective, each one of these moves, like you have a bank of money, just like everybody has a bank account and you got bills and okay, how do you manage these bills? And well, all of a sudden the player goes down, well, you still got that bill, right? And now you need somebody on the roster for that weekend's game. There's going to be a cost to that. So now you have to spend more and yet you still can only have your, you know, 55 guys. If you have two activations, two practice squad activations for that week, you still only have 55 and you still only got 48 to play. So, um, you know, you're adding, so a a practice squad guy uh, who is making, you know, 11,500 a week, now all of a sudden you're activating him and depending on his years of service, um, you know, he could be making anywhere from uh, $39,000 a week to, you know, $62,000 for that week. So that's just expanded your, your cost for that week. And, Obviously, at the beginning of the year, you're going to budget a, a certain amount to account for that. Um, and, and yet, things happen during a season, and sometimes you have more injuries than you expected, and sometimes you have less. But but this year, because I'm I'm the guy, I'm because of the the number of moves that happen, and you know, because it changes my board. I, I I wait for that Saturday email of roster changes and you know activations because I it was one game earlier this year. There were like seven roster moves on Saturday that included PSEs and that's and so it's been it's been busier in that realm 
because of injuries this year, right? Because I, I see the other teams. The other teams don't have five roster moves, and they don't even use both practice <laughs> squad. They don't even use both practice squad elevations all the time. I mean, it's been busier this year, right? Uh, certainly it's been busier than we would have hoped. Yeah. Uh, and, and yet it's been a little bit different than the last couple of years where uh, we've had a little bit more roster flexibility with COVID elevations and so forth, um, you know, which COVID presented its own, you know, uh, uh, own issues that you had to navigate. Um, you know, but now whenever you're making these decisions, you're keeping into account, well, you know, how long is the injured player going to be down for? Right. So is the injured player going to be down for a week? Is he going to be down for eight weeks? Like all of that, you know, factors into the decision of whether or not you're going to put the player on injured reserve or whether you're going to keep them on the active, which all has a consequence to it. You know, so you're trying to balance that out. So there'll be some weeks where, yeah, you're going to put a couple of guys down on IR, you're going to sign a couple of guys to the active, and you're still going to have a practice squad elevation. And then there'll be other weeks where, it's just going to be one or two practice squad uh, elevations. So it's going to change from week to week. But at the end of the day, you're focused on who are the players that give us the best opportunity to win that Sunday. And it feels like, it's not all, if, I'm going to try to get two questions in here. Now, it feels like that some of the COVID uh, rules that they've impl- implemented for COVID, they, they like and they, they, they might be, you know, tinkering here or there but I mean to me the 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 expanded practice squad makes so much sense where you get to kind of farm your own people as opposed to you know uh, you know having having a smaller practice squad yeah certainly the the COVID rules of uh, expanded practice squad and the IR returns uh, are, are something that are, are beneficial um, you know they, they've been elements that we've argued for as a club for a number of years and I guess it took COVID for people to see it our way, <laughs> but, um, you know, but certainly that provides us a lot more flexibility and, and yet it's still a little bit, the, the, the rules have changed somewhat from COVID and that, um, when you look at your IR to returns or you look at the number of elevations, um, the numbers have changed from COVID to now. Um, but yet the, the element of how you get there has remained the same and that provides us a lot more flexibility, which I think is, is good for us and good for the fans and good for everybody. Yeah. When you're and speaking of the injured reserve return, it feels like this is just my, and I've talked to Mickey about this before, but it feels like the decision of the NFL to go from three weeks, you could come back in three weeks to four weeks, man. And, but you can only have eight activations like you know throughout that year so they limit the activations but they increased the amount of time you had to stay on IR from three to four and for whatever reason and I may be way off it just feels like they hit a sweet spot there meaning like wow that's tough you know three was easy four ah, it's just it just feels like it's not, not just the Saints but for a lot of teams making that decision do we put them on IR do we not put them on IR yeah I mean look if there was an over and under that's that's probably it right on the spot yeah. and yet um, I, I, I agree with you, is it, it puts a lot more strategy to the decision, right? There's a lot more to consider when making that decision. Um, you know, COVID years, we've got three games, you're out, you got a normal hamstring that might be two weeks, might be three, then, you know, you're, you're, when you're looking at that weekend's game, you're probably going to err on the side of putting them down, but, you know, you can get them back quicker, and you know that you have unlimited guys to return, <laughs> which we had during COVID. So now when you restrict the numbers of 
how many guys can return from IR, and you expand uh, that that number of games that a player is out for, uh, you really have to make sure that that's the decision that you want because you don't want to put a guy down if you think he can help you win in the short term. We need to step aside and take a break. More with Vice President of Football Administration, Kai Harley. This is the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You are listening to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss along with Kai Harley, the Vice President of Football Administration. And so as you look, and these are, you know, anticipated. Who knows? But they're talking about possibly maybe 2023, looking at the cap being like, maybe 220 million. I know we, we don't know that yet. Uh, this team has, you know, you almost become kind of, you know, um, you know, more got a lot of notoriety in the last couple of years because of the amazing work of getting this team way from over the cap to under the cap. Eventually, does that catch up a little bit? Um, yeah, I mean, look, every decision you make has a consequence. So, um, you know, obviously nobody anticipated COVID and anticipate the cap going down 16 million, but it did. So, look, we'll, you know, we'll, everybody's projecting this to be around 220, which I would say, looking at past history, is more of an average increase. You would say, you know, we've averaged 10 to 11 million dollars per year uh, in terms of the jump in the cap. So, you know, 220 isn't, you know, a, it, it, it's good. It's better than less than that, but it's not this grand expansion. Um, that some people may may think it is, um, but every little bit counts. Um, and, and yet, when you look at the overall life cycle um, of your team, you know you're always looking at who's coming up for extension and what are those extensions going to cost, and um, you know who's coming up in the draft, who's coming up in free agency, and how are we going to field the best team, and what are our resources to to do so. So, um, you know, we've always been you know aggressive in our pursuit of, of, of talent and aggressive in trying to, to keep the talent that we have. Let's talk about dead cap a little bit, and that's the amount that would remain with the team should a player be traded or released or just walk away, right? I mean, you don't, you don't have to be traded or released. I mean, you, you could walk away, but the team's still hit with that dead cap money, right? Yeah, they'll, they'll be dead cap based on whatever signing bonus proration that right. you have still out there for the player. Um, you know, or some people will include that dead cap in terms of money that the player counted that particular uh, regular season before he went out. But um, primarily speaking, most people look at it as just signed bonus proration that's left out there. Is that frustrating? Is that part of the frustrating part of this? Is that you're dealing with, you know, not just players on your roster, but players that, that were on the roster? Yeah, I mean, look, that's part of the calculus. Right. Um, so that, that goes in, and, and yeah, you, you hope that you can minimize that, that number to the best of your ability. Um, you know, but at the same time, there's there's a cost to your success, right? And if you said, hey, I, I, I it, it's going to be a little painful in terms of dead cap, but yet you can guarantee that you had a competitive roster for an extended period of time, I think most people would take that proposition. Yeah, it's a, it's, I mean, it's a win-now mentality across the league. It's not, it's not, not just the Saints. So when you were working for the NFL, 
I read this and I'm just curious. It was you were looking at that time, kind of at all 32 teams, and there was a a day when you're talking, talking about cap, and I guess a daily and a yearly reconciliation. Daily, there's a daily reconciliation of the cap across the league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, there's a daily reconciliation of our own cap. You know, like each individual team. You know, whatever transactions you make, there's a cap effect, right? So you sign a guy, you release a guy, a guy goes on IR. Uh, whatever the case may be, there's a salary cap effect. So when I'm working for the league, I have to do that for every transaction that comes in and reconcile their cap for that day. That was part of my responsibility. So now being at a club, you know, if you do it for your team to make sure that you're under and, and, um, and, and, and you're in good operating position moving forward. Can you be over at any point? Technically, no. When, when you look at the league year, there's various points in the year where the evaluation of your team is different. So when the new league year starts, right, you're counting your top 51 paragraph fives on the team, right? You're counting all signing bonus proration, all roster bonus and so forth, but you're only counting your top 51 um, active roster players at the beginning of the league year, right? Now, the reason being is, because you have the ability to have 90 players on your roster at that point, right? So as you go through the all season, you go through a training camp before you get the final cuts, you can have 90 players on your roster. So once you get to um, the week before the regular season starts, or you get to that Wednesday before the Thursday night opener, that's when you have full count. Everybody on your roster, their paragraph fives then count against the cap. And one of the other roles, and you've many, that you're working closely with the college personnel, the free agency, and the draft, and the signing of free agents. And I thought that was interesting, and I wanted you to get your take, because it really was the flexibility there that I was told as to how this team got Rashid Shahid. He wasn't drafted, and so he's out there as, a, as a, you know, an unrestricted free agent, undrafted free agent. Um, and so you're involved in, you know, there is flexibility there in paying him you know, maybe more than other teams, and, and that, that, that helped lure him and get him to this team. That was t- Take me through that process a little bit. Okay. I mean, look, I, I'd say as an organization, we take a lot of pride in um, our college staff being able to identify uh, these particular players and our staff in general uh, in being able to get those players to, to come here. And I think we've had a good track record of undrafted players in, in my time here. Uh, that being said, the rules have changed <laughs> during my time here. Um, early on, uh, you would say there was no real cap, per se, on what you could pay the undrafted players. Right? It, it counted towards your overall rookie pool, um, but yet if you wanted to give a one particular undrafted player a $200,000 signing bonus, you could. Well, now the rules have changed where you have a allotment that you can pay your undrafted players. And you're limited to your entire undrafted class of approximately $150,000, you know, in, in, in one league year. Goes up $5,000, $6,000 a year. Um, and then you are able to guarantee portions of his base salary, um, which you can do that to, to any level that, that you want to, as long as it's not above his minimum salary. So those become the negotiating elements to it. But I would say across the board, it's much more level of a playing field than it was prior to this CBA when you could give a guy any sort of signing bonus. 
um, in that you're convincing the player that you have a vision for him, um, that you have a roster spot for him, and here's where you think his future lies, and the player agreeing with that, and then agreeing with the compensation that, that comes with that. So it's, it's, it's not necessarily a simplistic process, but yet um, I would say that it's more even across the board um, where every team has an opportunity to try and get a guy to, to come to their team. And finally, and this is you know, you know, kind of broad based, but if you you know look look at Sport Track and and what they anticipate that the Saints may be starting twenty twenty three like seventy million over the cap again. If these numbers are wrong, I mean, I'm you know, I'm just taking it for what they are. But you don't and you don't have a lot of you know, it's signing bonus, roster bonus, option bonus, workout bonus from a restructuring standpoint. There's not a lot of. I mean, you've done such a great job the last two years to get this team under, and that will be a similar situation for for twenty twenty three, right? Yeah, like I said, it's it's the the, the price of doing business, and um, you know certainly we, we expected our, our record to be a little bit better than than where we're at, but uh, we're still in the hunt. You know, we're still alive, so um, anything we can do to, to push that forward and, and break through that ceiling, we're going to try and do. I hope you had a good holiday, and uh, I hope we have a good start to 2023 in Philadelphia. And as always, you appreciate your time. Hey, I appreciate you having me. Happy holidays. Let's pause 10 seconds for stations to identify themselves here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Coming up, he and his staff got a well-deserved game ball following the Cleveland game and didn't play it down. We will talk with the head equipment manager, John Baumgartner, on the challenges presented by those sub-zero temperatures in Cleveland on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.